I'm Lauren. And I'm Sasha. And this is Popcorn Fort, a podcast where we describe movies badly to each other. Yes, and this week I'm going to be forcing Lauren to listen to me badly describe Lobster Cop. Excellent. I'm already excited about this movie. I know, you should be. I love this movie. Alright, alright. So, Lauren, Lobster Cop. Lobster Cop. It came out in 2018. Uh Uh-huh. It's a Chinese film. Excellent. And I want you to predict what Lobster Cop is about. Hmm. So. Are you going to give me some content tags? I'm going to give you some content tags. Please. So these are are your content tags. Mm Mm-hmm. Chekhov's Roller Door. Uh Uh-huh. Becoming the Mask. Uh Uh-huh. Your co-workers are your family. I see. So what do you think this movie's about? All right. I think in the tradition of Robocop, a, a, a policeman dies in tragic circumstances and the shadowy government agency, TM, brings him back as some kind of half-cop, half-lobster. And he then has to work with his previous colleagues in the the police department who, hmm, I'm trying to decide if they do or do not know who he is. No, they don't know who he is initially, and then it becomes a big reveal, and they're like, holy shit, you're Steve. But you're a lobster? But you died. But you're a lobster? So, wait, so you're thinking the problem with them is the fact that it was Steve, but not the fact that this is a lobster that's helping them. I, hmm. <laughs> I think that the shadowy government agency pulls this bullshit a lot. Okay. Is, is So you think there's other, like, lobster cops in the background? I, I don't think that there's necessarily other lobster cops, but I think this the, the shadowy government agency TM keeps pulling some, some kind of bullshit on the police department. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like, I don't know, starting keep keep starting different new initiatives for like strange new ways of, of policing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so Lobster Cop turns up in the police precinct and is like Hello, I'm Lobster Cop. I'm here to help you with your policing. And they're like, oh no, the shadowy government agency is at it again. Now we have to work with a Lobster Cop. They haven't done this specific brand of bullshittery before. How will we deal with his snappy claws? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep, yep. And, And then Lobster Cop proves to be surprisingly proficient at lobstering and copping. Oh yeah. I guess he, he snips some criminals. He snips some criminals. He snips some criminals with his snippy claws. Oh, yeah. And this is legal. This is legal, yeah, because it's the government. That's just, yeah, okay. I can't can't argue with that. You can't argue, no. Mm. This is the world we live in, Sasha. Okay. Um, and, and, and then at some point, I don't know, Steve the Lobster Cop let something slip and... Because because he's been trying to hide that he's Steve because he's ashamed of his new lobstery ways. Okay. And he's like, well, they won't accept me as a lobster because they knew me as a cop. But then <laughs> the two identities, <laughs> these two identities. It's like it's 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 the trans narrative, you know. Mm. But 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 then he he lets something slip, and his his colleagues are like, holy shit, are you Steve? 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 Steve, our friend? Steve, our friend Steve, who died and whose body mysteriously disappeared in in a government agency van. And Steve is like, alas, I am Steve. I shall go now. I know you must be disgusted with my lobstery ways. And they're like, no, 
stay, Steve. And that's where the found family comes in, I guess. Okay. And then they learn to accept Steve as lobster cop and his new identity. I don't know where the roller door comes in. You don't know where the roller door I, comes I feel in. like that's a very specific plot point. Mm. Hmm. So you think the whole movie in general is about... It's a, it's, it's, it's a buddy cop movie, I think. Okay. But, like, the buddies are everyone else. <laughs> cool. Uh-huh. And, and, like, there's there's some kind of overarching plot about, uh, you know, a, a case that they're working on. Like, pro- possibly, like, the reason that Steve died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. And, like, they're investigating this, the, you know, the, the way that he died or the circumstances of his disappearance or whatever. And Steve ends up, you know, solving that or whatever and, like, getting closure for mm. all his bullshit. And I guess in the end, he just becomes part of the precinct and is just a regular old lobster cop doing his cop job. Did our neighbours just, like, smash the ceiling? That sure was a big bang outside. I guess they like listening to lobster cop rambling. <laughs> you know, they enjoy lobsters. I'd like to see this movie. You're completely wrong. <laughs> I bet I am. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Please tell me about the real plot of Lobster Cop. I will tell you about... The real plot of real lobster cop. The real plot of lobster cop. Try mm. saying that ten times fast. So, so we open up. There's an animation. We're under the sea. Uh-huh. There's a lobster cage and it's like chock full of lobsters. Uh-huh. Where it's like, oh my gosh, so many lobsters. And like a crane's lifting it up. And you see there's like 20 other lobster cages in oh, the shit. background. A lobster becomes a cop. I got it all wrong. <laughs> you did. <laughs> the lobster was the protagonist. Oh no. No. Okay, so... It starts, like, being craned up. They take it onto a ship. We cut to, like, it's an assembly line. We've got a bird's eye view. Uh-huh. And, like, all the lobsters are going down the assembly line as, uh-huh. like, um, minions, assembly line workers wearing masks and gloves are, like, totally. cleaning the shells. And they're, like, it rolls off the assembly line into the box. Pov shift. We're now a lobster in the box. Uh-huh. The, the lobsters l- are still alive? Oh, yeah. The lobsters are still alive. This okay. whole time, like, their little claws are, like, you know, swinging in the air. Oh, goodness. Like, They've got their, like, waiting game animation going on. Uh-huh. So you're in the box now. Uh-huh. You're the lobster. I'm the lobster. And then the box moves. We open the lid. Uh-huh. We're now in a restaurant. Holy shit. So, like, a big old hand comes in and, like, picks you up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, we're being all fried up and cooked. And now we're into a delivery box. Uh-huh. And then the delivery box is put into, like, a big old box full of other deliveries. Uh-huh. And then we see the delivery man on his little scooter. And he's, like, wearing yellow and, like, a motorcycle helmet. And he's driving. And then there's, like, a sort of, like, swipe shift where, you know, like, they erase the top half <laughs> of the film. <laughs> sure. And the, the animated guy becomes the real human guy. Oh, cinematography. Yes, cinematography. <laughs> yes. The spiciest. The spiciest. Film. So, and this, like, is the delivery man. This is where we meet. Yufei. So Yufei is our police cop uh-huh. protagonist. I'm saying that in quotation marks. Uh-huh. So he's a delivery man and he's I like... he was a cop. Oh, well, right now he's a delivery okay. man. Okay. He's dressed as a delivery man. He has the takeaway oh, in he's hand. he's undercover. He's undercover. I see. But like, so we don't know this is Yufei cop man. Uh-huh. But like, we just see delivery man get up and we have like a little like monologue from him. And then we realize he's not just like monologuing in his head. He's actually talking on the phone ah. to his like squad. Uh-huh. So his squad currently is, um, there's two people. We see them in a car. We cut to them. So there's Hua, who's like this pretty lady. She's got like, you know, that sort of bob that's really fluffy at the bottom. So it's yeah, almost right. like a triangle shape. Cute. And then we have, like, Neng, who's this older guy. He's got that sort of, like, benevolent 
grandpa older uncle vibe like he would give you candy but like not in a creepy way sure like you know he's very like soft and kind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway so he's walking along mm-hmm. and he gets to the place he's delivering the crayfish to uh-huh and it's like this warehouse and he knocks on the warehouse door and there's this really cool thing which i guess maybe is a standard in china but i'm not certain where in their like big doors they have a smaller metal door uh-huh. that has like a deadbolt on it and you can just open it and like you only see their faces. Right. So it's kind of like that I'm a secret place place. Totally. And so he knocks on it and then um we cut to inside the warehouse. Mm-hmm. There's so many pretty people in there. Nice. There's like five beautiful men and women just lounging on these couches around a table that's covered in like alcohol and like they're playing like mahjong or something and they're all just like, ripped jeans, dyed hair, they have eyeliner, there's sports cars in the background. Oh, the vampires. The vampires. <laughs> and so Yufei knocks on the little thing, and he's playing super duper dumb. And now, so a beautiful man with, like, dyed orange hair, he stands up, and he goes and answers his little, like, dead window. Uh-huh. And then, because um, of the orange lighting, I was very confused. I thought his hair was, like, maybe pink or white. Yep. But we learned later it's orange. Right. This is very, very impo- important. This is very important to me personally. <laughs> um... So he opens the door and Yufei's like playing dumb. He's like, oh, what a nice party. What great music. Oh, you look like you're having fun. Yep. And then our pretty lad's like, hey, where's San? And so we get a smash cut flashback yep. to San. San's just like this generic dude. He's driving the scooter. And then we just like, oh, I he's see. the original delivery man. Yep. And so he gets like grabbed and pulled into the cop car. Yep. And then, like, we get a close-up on him, and he's, like, handcuffed to, you know, you know the, um, the thing you hold when your dad yeah, drives yeah, really yeah, fast yeah, and you're yeah, gonna yeah. die. <laughs> um, he's, the like, car handle. The car handle. Yeah. Like, we see that. Um, he's, like, locked up in the car. Uh-huh. The same car that Hua and Nang are in. Yeah. So Yufei's, like, oh, man, this morning, I said he looked ominous, and then what do you know, he scratched a Mercedes-Benz today, and then, what do you know, and then the pretty lad's just, like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I don't even care right now. You can tell me later. Give me the goods. Yep. I want the goods. Yeah. Here. And he passes him cash. Yeah. So this is, like, some shady drug deal going on. Oh, totally. And then Yufei's, like... Is it a lobster? The lobster... Is not a drug, and the drug is not a lobster. Okay. It could be, but no. Maybe the drugs are meant to be in the lobster delivery. Right. Yeah. So then Yufei's like, and then he ran into a cop. Surprise, I'm a cop. <laughs> and then everyone's like, ah, fuck, what? And uh-huh. Yufei's now inside the warehouse with a gun. Uh-huh. And then um, all the people... The preeple? The preeple. All the pretty people, like, really lazily get up off their couch. Yeah. They're just like, oh, my... Okay, we're getting up. And, like, our pretty-haired orange lad, he's, like... He's meant to be on the ground when the scene starts, but they cut it badly. So, like, we see him standing, and then he, like, crouches and does a somersault on the ground, (laughs) and then stands back up. Nice. While everyone else in the background is slowly standing. And yeah, and then there's one pretty lad who is not Orange Lad. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever learned Orange Lad's name, so uh-huh. he will always be Orange Lad to me. But like, yeah, so this one pretty lad is like, God, what took you so long? Yeah. So the Orange Lad is like, wait, you're a cop? And this is to the other pretty lad. And the other pretty lad is our rookie. He's the rookie of the team. Hooray! Chen Li. Love the rookie. Yeah. Li is like, the frick I am on the floor. <laughs> and like, Orange Lad is very betrayed. Uh-huh. So like, maybe they were boyfriends for a bit. Oh, no. They probably weren't. He was just a random trader. So the rookie's a cop? The rookie is a cop. Oh, I see. So there was a pretty lad. This is a whole infiltration thing. He infiltrated it, and then we had a delivery man who had the gun. Uh Uh-huh. So. Goodness. It's a whole operation in the the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Orange Light is very betrayed. Uh Uh-huh. And then they all start fist fighting, 
And um, excellent, as you do, as you do. And then like the like the one token lady just like stands up and she like starts to leave. Yeah. But then like Hua is there. She like enters through a back door, and she has like backup. Yeah. They don't matter. We don't really see no. them. It's like they're goons. They're goons. They're goons, but they're cop goons. Of course. They're they're coons. They're coon- raccoons. They're raccoons. She has raccoons. She has a crew of raccoons behind oh my her. God. Let's try to fight a raccoon. I, don't I think, think it's f- physically not too hard, but. But emotionally Mentally. demoralizing. <laughs> it really is. I don't want to punch a raccoon. But it's a crew of raccoons. Even worse. They're tiny little hands. They'd win. They'd, they'd win. I can't fight a raccoon. I can't, I can't fight even one raccoon, probably. Yeah. So anyway, Ha enters <laughs> with her um, raccoons. Yep. Um, the token lady's just vanished. Yep. Like, even though we enter before she gets to leave, she's, we never see her again. So oh, no. I assume she just teleported. She's like, I'm out of this. <laughs> Log out. Excellent. Yeah, um, so, like, Hua is way too cool to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, she She's just, like, dodging everyone. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the orange lad, and he, like, he flees, and he flees upstairs, and, like, Lee, our rookie, and Yufei, our squad captain, are pursuing him. Yeah. And they, like, they get to a window, and, like, they're kind of wrestling around there, and orange lad falls out the window. Oh, no! And so, like, Yufei grabs his feet, holding uh-huh. him by the shoe. And then, like, his shoe comes off, yep. and there's, like, a crash bang, and he falls down a floor, and, like, because this is apparently, like, a mechanics garage, he's, like, in this pile of tires, sure. and there's, like, a knocked over cart of tools. Sure. And then, like, Hua kind of, like, wanders, like, next to him, and then she, like, looks up, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. And then Yufei is just kind of like, oh, God, juggling the shoe, and Lee is just like, hmm, <laughs> next to him. And then we cut to the chief's office. Yep. So the chief is just berating them. Uh-huh. He's kind of just like looking at like a MRI scan or something uh-huh. of like Orange Lad. And he's like, y'all are fucking idiots. This guy was super injured. Do you know how embarrassing that is for me? <laughs> how humiliating it is? His drug test came back. It was negative. Oops. And so they're just like, eh, oh no. And then two random dudes like walk into the office. Like they don't even knock. Uh-huh. And they both have crew cuts. Uh-huh. This is important. They're like buffer than everyone else. They yep. have crew cuts. And they're in there just like, boss, we've got big news on the case. Uh, and we learn that a man called the General, mm-hmm. he's in the country and it's in relation to like a drug smuggling operation. Uh-huh. And the code name for the plan is Plan CC. Sure. And like Interpol tells us this. Yeah. Like, I guess Interpol was just like, hey, yo, this guy's <laughs> in your country. Plan CC. Yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. And so like Yufei is like, oh my God. Let me take this case. I know that guy. I know the general. Yep. And then the chief's just like, enough of this fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, you have one month to find out how the product is getting into the country. Yeah. So he's not investigating the general. He's just investigating the delivery route. Sure. So they're like, yes, in the car. And they're all talking like, through San, the, the delivery man we beat up. Yeah. We learn that the supplier location is probably like the shitty logistics building. Yeah. It's like concrete. It's really ugly. It has a big like protective gate that you roll sideways sure and like some neon lettering on the front yeah i don't know what logistics companies are meant to look like but i don't think they should look like that it's like a concrete fortress yeah yeah i feel like they're more like there's a lot of roller doors involved Mm. yeah i don't know man i don't know (laughs) i don't know about logistics what even is logistics yeah but anyway, so we cut to um, inside the logistics company. Yeah. And there we meet we meet our gangsters. Hooray. So first up, there's um, the leader of the gangsters. Um, his name is Hoi. And uh-huh. we'll call him like Hoi Gu. 
because like good is what you call like you know older brother and sure. so it's like that kind of friendly so we beat we cut to him and like Kaigo is just like beating up his guys he's just like kicking and hitting them sure but he's super tiny oh. he's like a pocket-sized lad oh, bless everyone's taller than him <laughs> like on average he probably comes up to all the dudes shoulders nice so he's very tiny and he's wearing like a black snakeskin vest. Excellent. He has no shirt on. Uh-huh. He's wearing like black jeans. He's got a blue chain. You know, the mob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a gold chain. He doesn't have a blue chain. I fucked up. Yeah. No, that would be a little strange. Yeah. But yeah, so he's just like that. And like he smacks, Um, we're just going to call him Yellow Mohawk. Sure. Because we don't find out his name until near the end of the movie. Right. And his name is Dong, but... <laughs> Let's just stick to Yellow Mohawk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, he's like smacking Yellow Mohawk and he's like, clean up the sand mess because that's a mess. So now we cut to inside the car. Mm-hmm. Yufei and Neng. Uh-huh. Um, basically, they're like, we've been here for days. Let's go to that nearby restaurant. Yeah. Because we use the facilities. Yep. So Neng comes in. And, like, the restaurant owner is sitting there, and the restaurant owner is, like, this sort of, like, prissy man. Yeah. And he has, like, this really fluffy but sculpted, like, dog. And at first I was like, is that a stuffed toy? Or is that a real dog? And it's a real dog. Yeah. Like, he's sitting there, he's like, every day you come into my restaurant, and you never order anything, but you go upstairs, you use my bathroom every day. And then he's just like, I feel guilty. I will order two crayfish, because this is a crayfish restaurant. Sure. So, like, two crayfish I order, and the restaurant's like, Huh, can you even finish that? <laughs> but, like, it's a very, like, sort of, like, old-looking, like, in disrepair restaurant. Sure. Why are they using... I feel like they shouldn't be using the bathroom in there. Yeah, well, the bathroom's upstairs. Y- yeah. And, like, Yufei's up there, he's doing his stuff, and he's like, holy shit, this toilet, who for some reason has, like, an entire wall of windows... <laughs> um, it's like those airport bathrooms that, like, look out onto a freeway. Like, it's big glass window next to where you're pooping. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, hmm, this isn't what I want from a bathroom. Yeah. And then he's like, holy shit, this toilet, it's the prime location to spy on the logistics company. (laughs) You can see right into their, like, you know, their front entrance. Excellent. Yeah. And then we cut to back outside. Yeah. Yellow Mohawk has, like, sauntered up to the car, and he's, like, knocking on the window. Sure. So inside, um, Lady Hua... And Rookie Lee are the only ones inside. And they're just like, this is fine. What the fuck do we do? And so Yellow Mohawk's just like, hey, hey, why are you here? Why are you here, huh? And then Yufei like sprints outside. And he's like, whoa, why are you guys sitting in the car? We're trying to buy a restaurant. Come on, get in. We need to bargain. And Yellow Mohawk's just like, hmm, hmm, what is happening next to me? So then everyone, like, sprints into the restaurant. Sure. And then Yellow Mohawk, like, sort of saunters after them. But instead of coming through the front entrance, he goes around the side. Yeah. And there's, like, a big window. Yeah. So he just enters via the window and, like, lounges on the frame. Because he's beautiful. He is beautiful. (laughs) So he's just there. And then, so, like, you hear them talking to the restaurant owner. And the restaurant owner is just like, you know, it's going to be, like, 200,000 RMB a year. It's such a good deal. Such cheap rent. Look, like... This place is already furnished. Everything's made out of wood. It's so good. And like smacks the counter and then everything collapses around him. He's like, it just isn't nailed good. <laughs> and then he's like, you guys are family, right? And thus begins the end. Ah. This is where the family begins. Unfortunate. So like there you're like having, you know, just a like little normal exchange and then the squad goes to leave. And the restaurant owner's like, what, what the f- Do you guys even know how to bargain? You need to make a counter offer. And then Yufei's like, this area at that price and he's like looking at like you know yellow mohawk is like this is clearly ridiculous right yeah and then like yellow mohawk is just like 
reasonable offers make good deals. And he just starts mediating this interaction. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and like, um, you face just like, how, how do I offer, like, counter offer to 200,000? And the restaurant owner's just like, you just make a fucking offer. Oh my fucking, what is wrong with you people? And so they offer like 100,000. Sure. And then the restaurant owner's is like, yep, it's done. Deal. Uh, and he immediately it's... pulls out his papers and like, you know, does the thumb print in the red ink and it starts yeah. signing. And like, the yellow mohawk dude's just watching this whole time and the whole squad's just like, mm, this is terrible. Oh, I guess... I guess we've just bought I guess we've bought a restaurant. Yeah. A really shitty restaurant. Exactly. So now we're back at the precinct. Mm -hmm. And like you phase all just like, okay, so this is this is a good place to spy. Uh-huh. And then Haas is like, yes, it is a good place to spy, but like Why money? Have we bought a restaurant. <laughs> we don't have the money to buy this restaurant. <laughs> and then Yufei is like, Well well, how much money do you guys have? And they were like, In this economy? <laughs> we're cops. We're cops. Like Nang's just like every day I check my account balance and every day it goes down. Oh no. And Haas is like, Don't even fucking look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're even like, How much is in the like, you know, squad um budget allocation? Like, enough for some takeaway. I was oh, like, mm. unfortunate. But meanwhile, while they're doing this, um, our our rookie Lee, he Hooray. gets a phone call from his mom. He's like, her, his mom is like, I'm getting remarried again. You have to come to the wedding. I'll give you two hundred thousand RMB if you come to my wedding. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And then he's like, No, enough weddings. I'm done with this wedding thing. <laughs> but money. Yeah. And then the whole squad is just like staring at him as he like has his phone call. And then we uh cut to the signing where they're in the restaurant again. Yufei grabs Lee's money and, like, he puts it on the table. It's like a massive wad of cash. Sure. As we, Lee is, like, barely restraining tears. Because this is his own personal money. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, his captain was just like, now I have your money. How, how important is this goddamn sting that they have to, like, I guess buy a restaurant with his their His entire own money? reputation is on the line for this. I guess. Uh, then we get a squad meeting. And then everyone's, like, you know, sitting in the restaurant downstairs. And Yufei's like, we can't lose don't forget the cover story. Nang's the daddy. Uh-huh. Lee and Yufei are the sons. Sure. And he's like, Hua, you can be my daughter-in-law. Sure. So yeah, and then we have like a little scene of like everyone's cleaning in the restaurant. And then we cut to, um, so the filthy family is just chilling in front of the counter. They're like covered in dirt. And then Yufei is standing near the entrance and he's like, he's perfectly clean. He's fine. <laughs> and then like the roller door behind him just slams down. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the roller door that would close the restaurant off perfectly. Oh, I see. He just kind of like rolls down. He's like, oh, wow, lucky I wasn't standing there. Otherwise, I'd be pulp. Ah, and this is Chekhov's called Roller <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> we now know that this will be a key plot element. Time to kill some gangsters with a roller door. Sometimes. Sometimes roller doors are a weapon. Sometimes. We should respect that. You know, I would respect a roller door. Like, whenever I, like, go to the shopping mall and that mm. roller door is halfway down. Oh, totally. I'm like, I ain't going near that. No, I might get trapped in the supermarket. Yes, and then I'd have to live there forever. It's true. It's true. Even ours that kind of opens, like, it's it's a straight one and kind of opens up on an angle. Like, sometimes I'm like, will it scoot me off the ground? And yeah, just <laughs> obliterate me. Will I will it fling me into the air like a cartoon? Hmm. Or remember how back at uni we have the like roller doors you pull down with the little stick? Oh yeah. And one time the stick got caught and like uh, it got like bent fully. Yeah, yeah. Surprising amount of power behind those. So yeah, like roller doors, they could roller kill doors. a man. Anyway, anyway. So now we're all back in the bathroom. Yep. And we're spying on the bad guys. Uh huh. They have only one set of binoculars, and like Yufei's like, "These are my binoculars, bitch." It's like, we will see everything from here. It's going to be great. 
And then Nang is like, can we open for business now? Like, <laughs> we've cleaned the whole place. And Yufei's like, why would we do that? This is just like a cover. Who gives a shit about the restaurant? Yeah. Um, you all look so ugly. Who would even come here? Jesus. Yeah, like, Yufei, step off. Yeah. Why are you doing this to your team? But also, like, why did they want to run it as a restaurant? Yeah. They literally bought it just to... Be a front. Be a front, yes. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not a good front if you, like... That's true. I guess you have to to hold up, like, like pretend that it's a restaurant so that the mafia doesn't get suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, like, Yufei's just, like, insulting everyone, and then we hear a doorbell. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Business. Everyone's like, why is there a doorbell? And then Nick's like, I repaired it, Soz. <laughs> and so they're like, Neng, you go deal with it. And he mm-hmm. goes downstairs, and it's the gangsters! Hooray! The gangsters! And then, so, um, Hua's Are like, the gangsters oh. the beautiful ones from the start, no. or were they someone different? These are someone... Okay, so what we had was, like, five beautiful people in yep. the beginning, and they were like, you know, everyone had eyeliner. Yep. And they all had dyed hair. Yep. And, like, all their jeans were ripped and tight. Yep. So they were like... Beautiful punks. Beautiful punks. Yeah. And they all were like younger vibes, like maybe like in their 20s. Totally. These dudes are more like what you'd expect from like a a mafia-esque. So everyone's wearing all black. They all have deep v-necks. Right. Everyone has short, dark hair except for yellow mohawk. Yeah. And yeah, so, and they're all older. Like maybe they're in their 30s, 40s. Sure. A lot more gangster. Like you would feel more threatened by them. Totally. Yeah. In a, yeah, business sense. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Threatening, but in a business-like way. Yeah. Oh, if the punks are more threatened in a Personal rambunctious way. way. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So, like, um, he goes downstairs and it's our ang- our angsters. No, it's our gangsters. <laughs> the angsty gangsters. Yeah. So, like, we've got Hot in the front. We've got Yellow Mohawk next to him. There's, mm-hmm. like, three other lads behind him. And then, like, I was like, you the owner? And Nick's like, no, 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 I'm the chef. I'm just the chef. And then Hot's just like, hey. We're from next door. We heard there's been a change management, and like we came over here with all these bastards. And then everyone's running downstairs, and Yufei's like, "Oh, we're not open yet, uh, and there's already visitors. This is no good. I'm so sorry." Yeah. And then he's like, sees Yellow Mohawk. He's like, "Oh, thank you so much for all your help. Because of you, you were able to get this restaurant for such a great price." And Yellow Mohawk's like, "Oh, you." <laughs> and then, but yeah, and then Yellow Mohawk's like, "Great. So yeah, where's the crayfish? This is a crayfish restaurant." Yep. And then he's like, "Oh no, no, we're not open. So there's none." And then a random gangster from like in the kitchen, yeah, just yells. How did he get there? Like, I was like, <laughs> did this man teleport? And he's like, just like you know how there's that little window in the kitchen that looks onto the rest of the restaurant. Sure. And that's where they put the orders whenever yeah, they're yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, wow, boss, look at how big these crayfish are. And he's like, folding uh. crayfish that are just kind of wibbling around. Yeah. And Yufei's just like, um. And Nick's just like, I I went to the market in the morning and I bought some crayfish. <laughs> Why is Nick so efficient? Yeah. And then Yufei's like, oh, we've got crayfish. And then so we're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone's just like there, like heads in hands. <laughs> and then there's like, we can't cook. None of us can cook. Why didn't I hire a chef? We're so stupid. And then, yeah, it's like, Yufei's like, I can't cook. Can you cook? And he, like, turns to Hot and Hot's like, do I look like the sort of woman who can cook? <laughs> well, at least he's like, no, 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 no. Like, Lee, surely you can cook. He's like, I can only do takeout. What if we order takeout? And I was like, you fucking idiot. The gangsters are in the front. And, like, while they're having all this, like, <laughs> mental breakdown, Neng just stands up and, like, goes behind them. And, like, oh, the competent one. <laughs> the competent one. And so, like, we're, like, all we see is, like, a massive flash of, like, fire and red light. And everyone's like, what? 
they turn around and like we see him like put on a chef's hat like you know <laughs> he's really doing great and he's like there's a whole cgi sequence as he's like you see these really competent like him chopping up shallots and all these things and herbs and like the fire's on and like the walk's going and everything's like flying in the air sure yeah and he's just like yeah and everyone's like oh my god and like their faces are lighting up like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my life yes <laughs> and then and then yeah, there's like epic CGI and epic music and Nang looks so smug and everyone's like, I'm in love. And there's like this massive thing where like all the gangsters are just omnoming all the like crayfish. Nice. And like they keep serving more and more oh, and Jesus. more. And everyone's like super jubilant. Everyone's like, yeah, serving crayfish. And Nang's like, I'm a cooking. And the gangsters are like, this is the best thing. And you have like the table shot where like all the like crayfish shells are like building up yeah, and up right. and up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's just this whole this whole thing. I guess I guess they just accidentally started a crayfish restaurant. <laughs> they just accidentally started a crayfish restaurant. Yeah. So like, um, it's the morning now and they're having like a little opening ceremony. So they're like there's like the lion dancers yeah. dancing in front and like firecrackers are going off and they all have their uniform on, but their uniform's like a white t shirt with like crayfish rama on it and like a cartoon crayfish. But did the restaurant already have these or did they like I think they made them. Made them real quick. Yeah, and they have like crayfish headbands. <laughs> so it's a little headband and it has like crayfish claws that are like plush and then like two eyes. Jesus. But they, they don't wear them like where you would wear a headband. They wear them like quite far forward like a like a more like a, a um a sweatband yeah it's like between a sweatband and a normal headband it's like right where huh. your hairline hits interesting yeah so i'm just kind of like do you guys know how to wear headbands <laughs> maybe they i mean they're cops they're cops maybe cops they can't don't. wear headbands <laughs> it's a well-known fact that cops can't wear headbands yeah and then they're just having a lazy day sort of cleaning mm-hmm. while yufei is in the bathroom um like watching and everything and right. he calls um zin yeah uh crew cut man Sure. And all this does is just establish that, like, Zin and his buddy, who I don't think we've ever heard speak. Right. And I don't think we ever will. <laughs> his buddy just kind of mirrors him. Sure. And, like, lurks behind his shoulder. He's a minion. He's a minion. They're just, like, they're watching the general. Yeah. And the general's just, like, jet skiing, and they're just sitting in a kayak watching him. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. I guess it's the weekend. I guess it's the weekend. And then um, Yufei's is like, yeah, cool, whatever. And they all hang up. Yeah. And then he's looking out the window. And a car arrives. It's Orange Lad. <gasps> He's back. He's back. His hair is a different shade of orange. Uh-huh. It's more vibrant. He has a massive bandage on his forehead. Oh no. But he still has eyeliner. He's still beautiful. He's still beautiful. He took his eyeliner to the hospital with him. He's gone through some shit. <laughs> so Orange Lad is back. Yes. And like Yufei's like, oh my god. And he like he sprints outside to follow. Uh-huh. And so like Orange Lad has rocked up to the, the logistics company. Mm-hmm. And then so we cut to... It's um, Yellow Mohawk and Orange Lad. Yeah. They're in a car, and they're, like, in a car wash. You know the ones that have, like, the automatic rollers? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just chatting inside there. And then um, they're talking about, like, hey, where's San? What happened to him? What was the situation there? And Orange Lad's just like, listen, some, like, dope came by pretending to be him, um, but it was a cop. Yeah. But I would know who he was if I saw him. <laughs> like, I would recognize his ashes. This fucking asshole, I would know. <laughs> yes. yes. And then, um, like, Yellow Mohawk gives him some drugs, I guess. Sure. And then we find out that Yellow Mohawk's name is Dong. Hooray! Because, uh, Orange Lad's like, Donga. Donga. He has a name. He has a name. It's fine. We're not gonna Whatever. use it. No. It's too late now. <laughs> you waited too long. We've established. Yeah. So then Orange Lad leaves the car once they finish going through the car wash. Yep. And then Yufei gets out of his car 
And he has the worst fucking outfit in the world. He's gonna, like, wear this outfit for, like, majority of the movie oh, now. Oh, no. So it's, like, an oversized orange Hawaiian shirt. Yep. And, like, it's, like, four sizes too big for him. Right. It's, like, they measured the broadness of his shoulders, and he was already, like, a tall, skinny man. Sure. And then they went a few sizes up, and then just, it's a literal cube hanging <laughs> off him. And then he has, like, you know, cargo shorts? Like, the khaki cargo oh, shorts geez. on? Oh, jeez. And yeah. I was going to say, there's there's ways to pull off the oversized Hawaiian shirt, but that's not one of them. No, he has oversized cargo shorts that kind of like go just like, you know, to the knees, but a bit past. Gross. Yeah, and his shirt's not tucked in or anything. Yeah. And he's like, he's just like got a very long, thin face as well. So you're yeah. like, you're looking and you're just like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I don't like this. He's just a, a, a blob of clothing. Yeah, he's a blob of clothing. <laughs> he has no form under there. <laughs> yeah. So he like, he gets out of his car. And, like, Yellow Mohawk sees him get out of his car, and he's like, what the fuck? What's this guy doing here? And, like, he walked out of his car, he's like, hey, crayfish rama what's the cooking? He's Italian now. Of course. Yeah. And then uh, Yufei's like, oh, what the fuck? oh, shit. Uh, my car is busted. I was making deliveries. And now they need to, like, uh, fix my car. And so he's just trying to Yellow Mohawk. Yep. And then Orange Lad comes around the corner, and he sees him, yep. and then he's just like, oh, what the fuck? And yep. Yufei's like, oh shit. Uh, and then he like hugs Yellow Mohawk. Yep. He's like, it's thanks to you, man, that we got this restaurant. And Yellow Mohawk's very confused, yep. but he hugs back. Oh. He's like, oh, it's fine, he man. He just wants friends. He just wants friends. He's like, he's a very pure boy. Oh, bless him. Yeah. And then um, Orange Lad is just like, oh my god. And he like sprints away. Mm-hmm. And then we see that Ha and Lee all this time were just waiting on a scooter. Uh-huh. So they pursue him. Uh-huh. And, like, he gets cornered in, like, an alleyway. Like, you know, a two-ended alleyway. Yeah. In that, um, so he enters and he looks. And then, like, Lee comes up on the scooter, like, blocking off one exit. Yeah. And, like, throws his helmet at him. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and then he turns around and, like, Hua walks into scene. Yeah. And she's, like, swaggering in. And she, nice. like, has two handcuffs. And is like, yo-ho-ho-ho. Uh, and, like, babe. wiggles her eyebrows. Yeah. And so he's just like, oh, what am I gonna do? And he throws his, like, backpack. Uh-huh. And, like, he sprints at Hoa. But Hoa is, like, so competent. <sighs> and she, like, fully trounces him. And they do a thing where, like, she kicks him towards Lee. Yeah. And then he and Lee start fighting. Yeah. But unfortunately, they're, like, the same level of skill. It's unfortunate. She could have just, should have just kept she fighting him. fight. Yeah, like, fought him, but, like, whatever. So, like, Orange Lad escapes. Mm-hmm. Then Hoa just, like, sort of, like, you know, does the thing where she sticks her leg and blocks the exit. Nice. Like, she sticks it on the wall. And Orange is like, ah! And she, like, yo-yos him back to Lee, and Lee punches him. And then he's knocked out. And he's defeated. And then he's defeated. Hooray. Teamwork. Teamwork. Then we cut to, we're back to Zin, um, crew cut man who's watching the general. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, Zin enters a surveillance van of a bunch of other lads. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, he's like, he puts on his headphones. He's like, we gotta listen to the bug. And, like, the general's in a sauna. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he shakes out his jacket. And, like, the bug falls off. Yep. And then um, it's just him and, like, some other dudes that we can't see their faces. Yep. And it's just kind of like, hey, General. Hey, Uncle Nine. And then he, like, steps on the bug. Yep. Which I think was by accident. Right. So not clear. It's not clear. He steps on it and, like, they get terrible feedback and they're just like, meh. So we return to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So um, Yufei, Lee, and Hua all enter. It's late at night. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they've just come back from arresting Orange Lad again. Right. So they enter. <laughs> Poor man. Poor man. He's being hurt so much. <laughs> he's been having a bad week. And that's a wrap on Orange Lad as well. Oh, no. We never see him again. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. 
I'm sad. Oh. Yeah. So they enter the restaurant and it's super duper busy. Mm-hmm. Like you see all these people like, oh, we want another serve. We want some more. And then like, you know, there's a lady on a table and she's like, ah, bring us a second serving of crayfish. Mm-hmm. So now this is our second lady character who has spoken. <laughs> I'm keeping count. There's been two lady characters with lines so far. Oh, the film industry. <laughs> the film industry. Yeah. And so like Nang's being overworked and he's, yep. but he's still looking happy about it. Yeah. And then like everyone's like, uh, happy except for Yufei. Yeah. And then we get like this montage of um him angrily spying and like mm-hmm. beating the wall while like everyone else is like sort of like grooving around downstairs. Sure. Like, you know, they're making tons of cash and like Lee keeps holding up like toilet being clean sign. <laughs> and like all the restaurant patrons are like no pee for us. And yeah, Yufei just angst in the How bathroom. How often does the toilet need cleaning? All the time because that's where Yufei lives. I guess so. Oh, oh, oh of course. I that's see. where you spy. Yes. No one may pee. Right. Yeah. And then we're now, like, they close for the night. Yeah. Um, and then they're in the bathroom. And Yufei's berating everyone. He's like, you're all too focused on money. We gotta focus on the rest, like, focus on the operation. Uh, and- sorry, we quit. We run a we- we run a restaurant. We run a restaurant now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Nang's brushing his teeth in the background because this is the bathroom. <laughs> this is where they live now, I guess. Do yeah. they not have their own homes? They live at the restaurant now, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's a surveillance operation. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. And then, so, like, Neng's just like, hey, just close the restaurant. I mean, if this is such a huge issue, yeah. just close it. And then Lisa's like, hey, what the fuck, man? You borrowed my money? You gotta pay me back, right? And then Hua's just like, well, obviously the one who borrowed it should pay you back. And then Yufei's like, you know what? How about you guys, like, focus on the restaurant <laughs> and I'll do the surveillance operation. And then the squad's just kind of like, wait, you're not even going to help with the restaurant? <laughs> he's like, I will take out the trash. And they're like, you'll take out the trash from both floors. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But then suddenly, <gasps> we get the real romance of the show. <gasps> so, so like this older man, he's uh-huh. around the same age as Nang. And he's like really long gray hair. It's about collarbone length. And he uh, has it like done up. A fox. A silver fox. And he has like done up in a like half bun. Nice. And he has like little round glasses on. Uh-huh. And he's like carrying around a small little boom box. Like, uh-huh. like he often has like both hands behind his back holding it. Why is he carrying a boom box? It plays music. Yeah, I know what a boom box is. Why is he carrying it? So he has small ambient music as he ambles around. Of course. It's like he plays it very softly. It's very respectful. I see. And he has like, you know, like sort of like greens and beiges on uh-huh. and a bit of greys. Uh-huh. So he like he looks very gentle and benign benevolent sure like you see him and you're like ah i am sitting next to a calming river sure right now like so yeah that that the really nice sort of like almost mentor vibe yeah yeah and so like he like wanders into scene as they're like fighting yeah like neng standing to the side you face berating um hua and then like he just appears in the doorway and then he starts like gesturing to neng and it's like it looks like he's like hey should we go somewhere else like should we get out of here and I'm just kind of like, what is this? A prior relationship? <laughs> Who's this man? What's his relationship to Nang? Yeah. And then um, they're arguing and like they kind of knock the wall and the roller door comes down and like smacks this kind gentleman oh, in the no! head. And he's just like, ah! And everyone's like, ah! And so then we cut to, he's in the restaurant now and he has like a big old ice pack on his head. Yeah. And he's just like, mm, mm, oh no, this hurts. And like Nang's sitting across from him on the table and he has like this big old plate of crayfish in front. Oh, and he's just romance. like, yeah, romance. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, here you are. And then, like, the guy's just like, it's fine. He takes off his, like, ice pack hat. Mm-hmm. And like, he eats some, like, slow motion eats some crayfish. And, like, there's a big old close up on his lips. <gasps> uh-huh. And he has a little sort of, like, mm-hmm. eats crayfish in a sexy way. It yep. is, like, low key sensual <laughs> manner. 
and then he starts on expounding like it's like oh like I thought at first maybe he was like a random food critic. Sure. And wandered in. He's like, 13 flavors in perfect harmony. It's like I've ascended to heaven. Whatever. This is perfection. Thank you. And then um, he like looks to the side and there's like a chess set. Uh-huh. But it's like the Chinese chess set where it's almost like round die, like round little pieces. Yeah. That have like characters written on them. Huh. So it's subbed as chess. Right. I'm assuming it's more like a Chinese form of gameplay that's similar. Yeah, interesting. But we'll call it chess for now. Sure. It's like, oh, you play chess. And then Ning is very excited. He's like, oh, do you play too? Um, let's play around. And then like nine chuckles. And he's like eating and he's smiling. He has like his <laughs> pinky up. He's like, perfect. Let's get it on. <laughs> and then, yeah. So like... I'm just- flirtily play some board games yeah so like these two older men just suddenly have like this romance budding sure and they have the most chemistry in this show I love that for it's them like the most believable nice and like every subsequent sween 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 with them is just like really true <laughs> so yeah now we cut to um Yufei in the bathroom he's observing mm-hmm. and he has like this little montage where he just hallucinates because he's very tired yeah and then we cut back to Uncle and Nang. Hey. Well, I'm, I'm going to call um the kind, benevolent man. I'm just going to call him Uncle for now. Sure. Because we got to call him something. And is, like a kind, beautiful, benevolent older man is too Is this long. a mysterious mafia figure? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you just yet. So I mean, you did call the mysterious ma- uh, mafia figure Uncle as well. So I did. I feel like you've... um. I've played my hand. Too much. It's okay. Excellent. It'll give you some time to brace yourself. Excellent. Friends to enemies to lovers is is the best kind of romance. It really is. And we've got it <laughs> we've happening. We've got all that. We've got all that history. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delivering the good tropes. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. So um we uh so Uncle and Nang um so Uncle's just come back he like he peeks into the restaurant and he sees Nang and they like they smile at each other and they're playing chess and then like Nang's sort of like just talking to him and he's like hey yeah my wife says I'm a failure we got divorced mm-hmm. my second son was always crying because he missed his mom like it's, it's this real sad backstory jeez and you're just kind of like wait is this your newfound family backstory mm-hmm. or is this your actual backstory. <laughs> And, like, Nang's actually quite queer-coded. Yeah. Like, you know, the sort of things like, this is why you don't have a wife, and, like, he's showing no interest in women. Right. And he has, like, this very gentle demeanor. So, like, sure. at least from this, like, Western perspective, yeah, right. you kind of get that very, like, he's an older man who's alone. Totally. Queer-coding. He's a, he's a bachelor. He's a bachelor, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, so, like, um, the uncle, like, reaches over and, like, gently rests his hands on, like, Neng's hands. Mm-hmm. And the same sexy music that was in the hallucination starts playing. <laughs> Excellent. And, like, Neng is, like, sort of, like, shocked by this. Uh-huh. But, like, in, a, like, a sweet way, he's not like, oh, no, gay panic. He's just kind of like, oh, oh, a kind touch. Ah. And then, like, uncle is just like, oh, don't worry about it. It was all in the past. It wasn't easy for you. And, like, he's, like, gently stroking his hand. Yeah. And, like, we get cuts of, like, um, Nang's feet sort of, like, shimmying under the table and dancing as though he's, like, very, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Adorable. Yeah, it's really quite sweet. Yeah. And then um, Nang sort of, like, gently, like, shakes his hand off. Mm. But, like, they're both sort of flustered and, like, smiling at each other. So I'm, like, they're in love. Romance. This is romance. They're in love. Mm. And then, so now we're outside, and, like, uh-huh. Lee is just outside tossing out some trash or whatever. Sure. And there's, like, this posse of cyclists come by, but there's one cyclist we focus on, and she has, like, so much eyeliner, and you're like, ah, a criminal. <laughs> and, like, she throws a package to the logistics company, yep. and then, like, Ha comes out and collects it. Yeah. And then Lee's, like, 
watching it this whole time and he's just kind of like lifting his shirt to slightly hide his face and he's like oh something suspicious is happening over uh, there yeah and then um we're back in the restaurant and it's uncle and ning again <laughs> and then they're being very sweet uh-huh. and like you know ning's just like oh you didn't drink enough you should have drunk more and then like the uncle's like oh you just want to talk for longer <laughs> and then they like hug and go like bye bye Cute. And then, like, Nang gently touches his cheek where, like, um, the uncle's face pressed against his. Yeah. So, like, I'm saying, like, there's no gay panic. This is clearly a budding y- romance. Y- yeah. Yeah. I- I- I'm not sure how you could do that accidentally. Yeah. He's just kind of like, oh. Oh, yeah. my. A gentle face press. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So now... We cut back to inside the logistics company. Yeah. Paul's just got in his package. Uh-huh. So he, like, he cuts it open, and inside there's, like, a book. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this method of packaging, though, because, like, they rolled up the book. There's, like, a paperback. Oh. Like, they didn't just deliver it in a box shape. It was delivered in a cylindrical shape. Wild. Yeah, I don't like that. That's I No, don't like that it. seems like it would damage the book. Oh, yeah, the book's totally fucked. Yeah. Yeah, not happy. Yeah, so inside the book, there's like half a dollar bill and like a plastic slip. Yeah. And there are some numbers on it. Anyway, this is the big job. They only give me half of the like meetup info. And then two hours beforehand, they'll give me the rest of the info. Sure. Yay! Yay! And then like, Yellow Mohawk has this whole thing like, well then who's in charge of this operation? I guess you're not in charge. And I was just like, don't speak to me. <laughs> yeah. So now we're back in the restaurant and someone calls and like Claw picks up. And she's like, oh yeah, five orders of 13 flavor crayfish. Yeah. Where to deliver? Yeah. Oh, across the road? Oh. It's our gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Lee delivers the food. He knocks on that little window. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's 430 um, RMB. Yeah. So then Lee is like, time to sleuth. Yeah. And so he like, breaks in over the wall and he's like, oh, I am so sneaky. And he like, he ducks underneath the window and he's like, yeah, I listen, I listen, so sneaky, so yeah. great. And then like, Hoa immediately opens the window and just looks down and he's just like, hmm, can we help you? <laughs> and he's just like, oh no, consequences. <laughs> oh dear, I was not sneaky after all. <laughs> he was not sneaky. There's one part where his legs are just dangling in front of the window. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure everyone saw it was just like, hmm. hmm. Yes. So yeah. And now we have the scene where they have to save Lee from the gangsters. They're just kind of like, oh, like Hua and Nang are just like, oh, Lee's disappeared. This is terrible. Yeah. So Yufei like, he's like, oh no. And he like, he goes upstairs and like, he pulls out a gun. There's ominous music. Um, and then he goes to the neighbors and then like Yellow Mohawk opens the door and he's like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. He's like, have you seen my little bro? And he's like, nut. And he like smashes the window in his face, like yeah. the little one. And then um, Yufei's like, no, wait. And then like he calls the phone and we hear it ringing inside the gangster's place. Yeah. And then like Ha is just kind of like, let him in. And so he enters and like as he's entering, they're like closing and locking several doors behind him. Yeah. So like, you know, some shit's going to oh, go absolutely. down. This is a trap. Yeah. Yeah. So he enters and then like everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. Well, everyone's like, hey. And he's just like, oh, 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 where's my brother? Oh, why is his phone here? Oh, this is so strange. And then like, oh, it's just like, oh, oh, oh he's further inside. <laughs> and then like, poor definitely me. go where the gangsters tell you to go. It's oh yeah, probably fine. Yeah. So he's like walking down this like darkened hallway, uh-huh. and he enters the bathroom. And, like all the gangsters are following him. And then, like, poor Lee is, like, tied up and, like, gagged. Uh-huh. He's, yep. like, in the bathtub and it's partially filled with water. Oh. And then they start beating Yufei. God, like, they yeah. just start smacking him. Yeah. Like, you know, sort of like that pew, 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 face side to side. Sure. Type. And then Yufei pulls out his gun. He's like, hey, I'm a cop. Enough of this. Everyone, hands behind your head. Don't move. 
And then, like, Hawes slowly swaggers forward. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're all yelling. And then Hawes proceeds to start beating him even more. And then we cut to inside Hawes' study slash sure. meeting room. And, like, Lee and um, Yufei are squatting on the ground. Uh-huh. And then Hawes is like, it turns out it was a fake gun. <laughs> This whole time, and, like, Hawa immediately recognized it was a fake gun. Oh, my God. And, like, they're doing things, though. They're, like, making Yufei make different gun sounds, like... They're cops! Yeah. Why don't they have real guns? I mean, I assume Yufei had a plan? I... um, Did he, though? He said he's a cop. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the gun laws for cops are in China. I... I guess... Yeah, so they're making Yufei make gun sounds, whatever. Sure. And then Ha starts to berate them. He's like, fake guns are illegal. What are you doing? And then, like, Yufei's like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry. Also, I'm sorry if my bro stole anything. Um, so sorry. Thank you for letting us go. And then they, like, he drags Lee out, and Lee, like, plants a little bug under one of the tables. Nice. And then um, the gangsters are just like, okay, there's no way these guys are actually cops. They're, they're pathetic. They're terrible. <laughs> Ah, the, oh, the old, they're not good enough to be that. They're not good enough to be cops. <laughs> so then um, we have a little scene, and we're back with um, Hoga, mm-hmm. and he's, like, calling the general. Mm-hmm. We now know that Plan CC's going ahead. Yeah. Um, Hoa's group is responsible for transport. Yeah. There's the general who does something, and Uncle Nine who does something. Sure. Great. So now it's time for, like, a joint operation montage. Hooray! I love a montage. Yeah. So, like, everyone's suiting up. Uh-huh. The three groups are, we've got um, our squad. Uh-huh. We've got the gangsters. Uh-huh. And then we've got Zin's squad. Sure. Who's, like, the guys who are watching the general. Right. So, um, we see Hua and Yufei, like dress up as terrible rock stars. Like, they're wearing, like, black leather, and they have, like, a necklace and a black shirt, and they both wear really terrible wigs. <laughs> and they put on, like, yellow sunglasses. Nice. And then we cut to, like, Squad 1, which yeah. is what I'll call Zin Squad. Sure. And they're just, like, you know, in a police locker room and, like, putting on belts and guns and, like, we're policemen. Yeah. Hurrah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to the gangsters, and they, like, have shotguns. And then they're, like, doing the thing where, you know, you light the incense and you incense and you pray to the altar. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let this mission go well. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone rolls out, mm-hmm. and everyone follows. Right. It's, like, just, you know, a staggered thing. Totally. So, like, um, we're on the road, the Hua and Yufei are driving along, and then, like, Zin pulls up alongside them, and he's, like, on the radio, and he's, like, be careful, watch yourself. And then Yufei's, like, ha, 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 you drive terribly, you be careful, too, yo, ho, ho. And then they, like, split off in two directions. Yep. And then we cut to the restaurant, uh-huh. and, like, Lee and Neng are still at the restaurant, they've been left behind. Mm. But then, um, uh, the uncle arrives. He arrives to the restaurant. And then, like, he and Neng hug, and then he, like, gently kisses Neng's neck. And then Ning's just, like, gulps. And then they hold hands. Like, you know the thing where, like, um, one of them has their hands close to their body, like, kind of curled up. And the other person has reached across and has both hands resting on top of theirs, like, kind of hooked in. Yep. And then they're just like, ah, would you like the usual? Yes, the usual. (laughs) And then he's like, I'll go get that for you. And I'm sorry, but this is the healthiest relationship we've had so far. It really is. So, yeah. And then... We're back to the operation. So Yellow Mohawk is driving a van, mm-hmm. and Zin is following him in a car. Mm-hmm. And it's Zin and his, like, silent minion buddy. Sure. They're in a car. They're driving. And then we see um, Hua. He's in a car. And then, like, Yufei and Hua are following him in another car. And then, they, like, Hua rocks up to an amusement park. Right. And he, like, he gets out and just wanders into the amusement park. And, like, Yufei follows him. 
Hoss stays behind in the car because she's a woman and therefore she cannot be seen doing anything. Well, no. No. Amusement parks are forbidden. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, we see Yellow Mohawk drive into like an underground car park Mm -hmm. and Zin follows. And like there's like, you know, those little barriers that an attendant hits a button and it raises up. Yes. Like it's a long, thin stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then we see the attendant is the bicycle lady. Bicycle lady. You remember her? She wore the woman. Eyeliner. (laughs) And she threw a package at the gangster's Uh place. Yeah. And so they drive into the car park. Mm -hmm. And then back at the restaurant, Uncle finishes eating. And then he's like, oh, I'll get my check, please. Mm -hmm. And then Nanks is like, oh, it's 23% off. Do not worry. It's just it's all a very specific you. number. Yeah, I was like, that's a very, yeah. <laughs> it's not 20%, it's not 30, it's 23%. 23%. Yeah. And then... Maybe it makes it a nice round number, you know? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And then Uncle's like, oh, no, don't worry. You keep the change. Oh. And then Uncle, like, kind of just, like, pondering face. He's like, I was just wondering, what if someone kidnaps you and, like, <laughs> demands your secret recipe? And then... Ah, flirting. Flirting. <laughs> and is like, if someone kidnaps me... I'd die before I told, except for if it was you. Oh, so this oh, is like blatant flirting, romance. right? It's very cute. Quoo? It's quoo. It's quoo. It's cute and queer. It's cute it's and quoo. quoo. It's quoo. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then so Uncle, he walks out of the store. We see him like wandering in the street with his little boombox. Mm-hmm. And then he like approaches a random dude. And then he's like, oh, hey, uh, could you tell me what the time is? Ah, uh, 9.30. It's 9.30? Mm-hmm. And, like, we zoom in and we see he has, like, a little earpiece inside his ear. And then this is the reveal! Hooray! Hey. Oh, no, he's evil all along! Oh, no, we definitely didn't realize. We didn't realize. We didn't see this coming. Absolutely not. I didn't accidentally just call him uncle this whole time. <laughs> Big twist is surprising. Yeah, but, like, if they introduce a character, it's gonna be evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's Chekhov's uncle. It's Chekhov's uncle! <laughs> Introduce an uncle in the first act. By the third, he will turn out to be the mafia boss. It's, Surprisingly it's, common it's trend. It's only logical. Mm-mm-mm. So now we cut back to the amusement park. And like, this amusement park has so many fucking clowns in it. Like, there's at least 40. Oh, dear. Like, that's all, too many. That's too many clowns. And like, yeah, there's more clowns than there are patrons. And they're just like, it's a clown parade. They're juggling. Mm. There's fire. They're doing shit. And um, like... Hua and, not Hua, um, Hui and Yufei are wandering through the clown crowd. And then we see that the general's riding on the carousel. Sure. He has like a random lady with him and they're like taking selfies. Right. And like Yufei sees him on the, on the carousel and he's like, it's him, the general. And then I think the general sees him and is just kind of like, ho ho, a weird rock man. (laughs) And a superstar. um, A superstar. And then like we see that. The general is on the phone, and he's talking to, like, Uncle Nine. Mm -hmm. And Uncle Nine is like, get home soon. The weather is ominous. Dun, dun, dun! You know, that ominous weather. Absolutely. And there's all these clowns everywhere, you know? They only come out when it's about to rain. That track. (laughs) And then, so, like, Yufei's, like, watching the carousel, but the general's disappeared. And then we get the spooky clown sequence. Oh, dear. Where, like... I don't know, you know, you get, like, all the massive close-ups on these clowns, and, like, they're juggling and laughing, and for some reason, a lot of them are Caucasian. Right. And then we're like, oh, no, the general's gone. Turn, look, (gasps) the clown was the general. Oh, my God. So I guess they picked immediately that he was a cop, and they're, like, spooky clown escape sequence. (laughs) So then, um, we cut to the car park. (gasps) And so, like, yellow mohawk, he's, like, driving around, he swaps from his van to a new truck. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then Zin and Buddy are just driving around in the car park. They clearly don't know where they're going. Yeah. And then Yellow Mohawk T-bones them. Then we cut back to the attendant. Our lady, bicycle lady, she exits with a gun. We see the corpse of the previous attendant, like, lying in there. Oh, dear. Yeah, like, um, bullet wound in the head. Yeah. And then there's a shootout between Yellow Mohawk and Zin, Mm -hmm. because his friend's, like, was driving, I think, and now is, like, grievously injured and just sitting in the car. Right. And then I think Yellow Mohawk dies. Oh. Oh, no. He gets shot a few times. And then he's, like, lying on the ground, and that's the last we ever see of him. Well, farewell, sweet prince. Farewell, sweet prince. <laughs> Zing gets shot as well a little bit. Yeah. But while this is happening... Just mildly. Just mildly Slightly shot. shot. Like, he's kind of caring about his friend at the same time as doing a shootout. Right. Like, he's got priorities mixed up. And then um, our beautiful bicycle lady, she's, like, walking, like, super purposeful with, like, you know, the gun straight down by her side. Nice. And then she just, like, rocks up, lifts arm, shoots... And, like, hits Zin. Excellent. And she's like, get wrecked. A babe. A babe. I do love her. So now we cut to the hospital. Hooray. Um, Zin's lying on a bed. The guys just pull a sheet over him and wheel him out while right. everyone else is, like, standing behind a glass screen looking sad. Right. Um, and we're just like, oh, I guess he's dead. Cool. We're just losing characters le- left and right. We really are. And then we have the uh, funeral scene, of course. Of course. And then it cuts to, like, they're fishing a car out of a lake. And I was very confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they fishing a car out of a lake? What's going on? Where did the car come from? I think in the end, it's Hua's car. Right. Not Hua's. Pei's. Right. Um, The mafia dude. Sure. His car. I guess he just like, in his own time, drove his car into a lake. <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> Off screen. He just drives his car into a lake. I feel like that would have been a fun scene to see, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I didn't have the budget for it. Yeah. And then, um, so they're fishing it out, and then a police officer runs up to the chief, and he's like, we found this half-dollar bill in the car. And I'm just kind of like, why did he leave the half-dollar bill in his car that he drove into the plot convenience? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. What? What's the significance of the half-dollar bill? That has, like, the three numbers oh, that are the okay. first half of the address for Plan CC. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. And then now we cut to outside in front of the logistics. So, like, the whole operation was blown. Sure. Um, like, the gangsters know the police are onto them. Sure. And they've so gone to shit. Gone to shit. They've cleared out house. Yeah. And, like, the police are sticking some signs and shit on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Nang is putting up some for sale signs in front of the restaurant. And, like, Uncle rocks up. He's, like, he holds Nang's hands. He's, like, hey, why are you selling? You were doing so well. Mm. What's going on? And, like, they go inside and they chat. And Nang's, like, you know... The young want adventure, but the old want comfort. <laughs> and then the uncle is like, well, then why should you have to sell it? And then there's like, you know, uncle drinks a shot and there's like a lip smack and like a close eye contact. <laughs> and then we cut to Yufei in the bathroom. He's sad. Oh, no. His friend's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's allowed to have feelings. Um, <laughs> and then so Yufei is just observing. Mm-hmm. And then Lee calls. He's like, hey, yo, I found a lead. Um, I know that lady in the inspection team, so I guess bicycle lady's in the inspection team now? Sure. Yeah. And then he's like, and I have this recording of, like, Uncle Nine and the general talking, and he plays the recording, and it's just like, ha ha ha, general, general, ha ha ha. And we realize it's Uncle, who is downstairs with Ning right now. Oh my god! And they're playing chess. So, like, Yufei walks downstairs... He walks down the stairs. Walks down the stairs. And he, like, he hears the uncle, like, laughing in the same way and, like, saying, mm. ah, general, you've captured my general. Right. And he's, like, he falls down the stairs and he's, like, oh, shit, fuck, ah! I'm yeah, always amazed when people in movies recognize people on their voice alone. I mean, I'd recognize you through your laugh. 
it's like like people they haven't met that often. Yeah. Like I, I probably recognize my friends' voices, I guess, but mm. if I've met someone like three times, I don't think I'd be able to recognize their voice. Yeah. But having said that, he hears the recording, he walks yeah, downstairs, right. the guy he says said the said the exact same thing, right? Yeah. So then like he like falls down the weird, he acts super weird. Yeah. He falls down the weird he and falls acts down weird. the weird. Yes. He's just generally weird and like Nang <laughs> and Uncle are just like, What the fuck? Okay. And then he's just like, Well, blah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, and keeps slipping and they're just like, Okay. Sure, whatever. Sure. And then so he's we, being strange. Yeah, he's being strange. There's like, ah, oh, my son, such a weirdo. <laughs> and now we're in the kitchen and he shares the recording with like Nang and Ha. Yeah. And Nang's like, I don't know. Why this? Why my friend? <gasps> and then they're like, Your uncle friend, he's Uncle Nine. And we realize the general buys the product. Yeah. Hoi delivers it. Uh-huh. And then like Uncle Nine is the source of the drugs. Ah. Yeah. And then so, and then Nang's like, oh, that must be why Uncle Nine wants to buy the restaurant. Does he? Yeah. So like the (laughs) uncle, he he doesn't, we didn't see it happening, but he's like, oh, do you have to sell a restaurant? And then it's implied that that's when he like says to Nang, I want to buy your restaurant. Right. And then Nang conveys this information. Right. I see. I see. If he's the supplier, that must be why he wants to buy the restaurant. Mm. And then Lee rocks up to where they're having their meeting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a video of the lady who shot Zin. Yeah. And it's like, it's super grainy. Like, literally, he's like, oh, I know it's her because she's wearing that eyeliner and she has a big scar on her face. But like, you look at the video and like her face is like four grainy lines going horizontal <laughs> across. Uh. Like, he didn't even do the like, zoom in, refine, zoom in. It's just... Yeah. I. How did she know she had a scar? Because he picked it up when he saw her cycling past him. Oh, I get. I guess I didn't notice a scar when she cycled sure. past, and I had the slow pan over her face. Jesus, radio. But whatever. Cop senses are cooler. Yeah, cop <laughs> senses. They have them. They have them. Yeah, and so like they kind of like come together, and they reach the like conjecture that oh, Uncle Nine is expecting another shipment. And that's why he hasn't left, and that's why he bought the restaurant. Sure. Like, the restaurant's going to be the new front, and the exchange will take place here now. Yep. And then, what's the next step? They're like, well then, we've sold the restaurant to him. I guess, Nang, you should just stay here. <laughs> and then Nang's just like, I don't want to. I'm old. I should retire. Yeah. I'm not joking with you guys. <laughs> Please don't leave me. <laughs> and then it cuts to the next morning. And, like, Nang's standing there in a cute little chef outfit. <laughs> Like the Western sort of like patisserie st- chef. Yeah. Where he has like the white hat that's tall but kind of flopped to the side. Yeah. And like the double breasted. And he has yep. like a little neckerchief. And he's like grimacing as he waves goodbye to like all of our lads in the car. And they're like, we're off to the US. Have fun, dad. Bye. I guess they're married now. <laughs> I guess they're married. And yeah, like while this is happening. Yeah. Like... Uncle Nine just kind of saunters up to the doorway and leans against it while, like, five beautiful gangster waiters, like, emerge from behind him. And they just, like, they're also in Western clothes. They're, like, you know, like, the bow tie, the black waistcoat, the white shirt, black pants, half-waist aprons. Yeah. And then, like, Neng turns around and they're all just like, welcome, chef. And he's like, oh, you guys. And Uncle Nine's just like, ah, my beautiful husband, chef. Nang got a great fucking deal out of this. Nang really did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now it's evening. Uh, and like, they're just busy restaurant. They're cooking. Yes. Um, and then like, Nang's like looking suspiciously as the Uncle Nine like lingers by the doorway. Yeah. And then he gets a package. 
So Uncle gets a package, he goes upstairs, and, like, Nang sneakily follows him. Yeah. But I don't know how sneaky he can be, because, like, the stairs are, like, kind of in the main area. Oh, right. And then also, like, he's the only chef. Yeah. I feel like he's wearing something quite distinctive, you know? Yeah. But he does it anyway. Okay, sure. He sneaks upstairs, and then, like, we observe, like, the uncle, like, opening a book. Yeah. And, like, inside is a half-dollar bill. Sure. And then, so, like... Neng like walks outside and he like he calls someone and he's like the spices are all here come roast some pork <laughs> ah codes codes secret codes and then lightning rain oh we're at the logistics space again <gasps> it's, it's a like, dark and stormy night a dark and stormy night and then Ha Li and Yufei like enter the logistics building and yep. they have like a big old briefcase. So like they've just swapped bases. Sure. <laughs> Both sides. I suppose they have. Yeah. And so like they set up some surveillance gear in the base. And like there's a typhoon happening right now. Sure. And like so Nang sneaks into the office while mm-hmm. this is happening. And he like he pulls out the book and he like he takes a photo of the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. And then he sends like the photo to them. Mm-hmm. And like it's in a chess book as well. Mm-hmm. So very, very on brand. And then now we're back at the base. And they get the text from Nang. And they're like, oh, these are the rest of the numbers. What are these numbers? And then Ha is like, oh, look, it's longitude and latitude. It's giving us, like, a destination. Yeah. And then, like, it's at the harbor. And they're like, Lee, you go to the harbor. Ha, you go to the station to tell the chief. Because I guess they can't call him. I don't know why they're is sending her to no? physically go. No one has phones. I guess not. I guess yeah, and then Yufei just stays behind. Huh. And then we cut back to Neng in the office. Yeah. So he's putting the book back, and then there's lightning, and then the uncle is behind him. <gasps> and he's like, did you find it? Neng turns around, and he's like, he's playing friendly. He's like, oh, you nearly scared the piss out of me. And like, Nine has a super suspicious look on his face. Uh-huh. He's like, staring at him, and then he's like, oh, ha, ha. ah, I just saw the chess manual, and I got, like, the itch to play. I'm so sorry. I won't go into your office again. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then so, like, Ning leaves the office, and, like, um, Uncle Nine is, like, hovering behind him the whole time. Yeah. And they're, like, slowly walking. Yeah. And then they get to the top of the stairs, <gasps> and Uncle Nine pushes him. No! And then, like, Uncle Nine poses at the top looking like a villain. <laughs> Listen, you have to pose if you push someone down the stairs. It's kind of like a it's requirement. Required. Yeah. And so, like, we cut back to the logistics center. Everything's happening now. Yeah. So, like, Yufei stands up, and he's starting to walk out of the logistics center. Yeah. Uh, and then we see, like, a knife at the <gasps> front of the frame. Huaga, <gasps> he's there. He's here. So Yufei walks into the main area. He looks on the ground. It's wet. The oh. door open. Footsteps. And then Huaga throws the knife from a doorway. Okay. And, like, it stabs into Yufei's shoulder. Yeah. And Yufei just, like, kind of face plants onto the ground. <laughs> and I guess he's dead now. But, like, Huaga's like, I'm just going to grab this gun and run away. Because um, Yufei had a gun. Was it a fake gun? It wasn't a fake gun this time. Okay. I don't know where he was going or what he was hoping to achieve. Because he was, like, surveillance man. Yeah. It's mm, not, yeah. not very professional. <laughs> Have they been through this entire movie, though? <laughs> At all professional. No, there have been no standards. No. <laughs> so now we're back in the restaurant. Um, the general's calling Uncle Nine. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you're really asking for me to buy you a lot of crayfish. And the uncle is, like, cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. And he's on the phone. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, I like to cook. It's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And the general's like, oh, well, then make me an extra spicy batch. Yeah. And so he's cooking and Nang's tied to the table. 
like the table leg. He's not just tied on top of the table. He's like next to the table, <laughs> tied to the leg. Yeah. And he like he wakes up, and so he fakes being asleep as he escapes his ropes. Yeah. Because it's just his hands. And so the uncle turns around and he has a bowl of soup. Uh-huh. Like just like a little light brothy mix with like maybe some seaweed in it. Sure. Like sort of a miso vibe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. And um, he holds it in front of Nang to feed him. Mm-hmm. And he like starts monologuing. He's like, life is like a play. You thought you knew this whole cooking play, but you never thought you'd become my appetizer. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> prime villain Goodness. No, I just mean that's very flirty. It's <laughs> very flirty. It's like, I don't quite get what he's serving here, but he's serving it. Serving some looks is what he's serving. Yeah. And then Nang is just like, I smack your bowl. And oh. it hits Uncle in the face. And so oh, he like, no. he rolls on the ground screaming because he just got like face. boiling soup on his face. Jeez. And then Nang is like, who I feel said? Like if the oh, yeah. soup was hot enough to burn a face, it was too hot to feed someone. I know. And there was no like steam coming off it. Mm. I mean, but that's because it was going to get thrown in an actor's face. Yeah. And then, so just to know for all future scenes, he has, like, bits of soup on his face, like, <laughs> seaweed. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so Nang, like, smacks the bowl. Uncle is rolling on the ground screaming. Yep. And maybe because it was a spicy soup. <gasps> and so he's spicy got spicy eyes. eyes. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, but, like, so, and then Nang stands up. He's like, who said you could come into my kitchen? And he, like, he throws his rope at him. And then the uncle, like, stands up and throws a bunch of chopsticks at him. And then throws, like, a plastic container that they're in at him. And then they start grappling. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, very much that, like, very old man. Like, everyone's holding each other's collars. And they're yeah. just, like, yeah, not yeah. really just doing kind of anything. Moving from side to side slightly. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And now we cut to the harbor. And Lee's just, like, sneaking around. Yeah. He's like, he goes to a boat. And that's where the packages probably are. Uh-huh. Back to the logistics center. So, like, Hoga is in there, and he's, like, he lifts up some flooring to reveal a big pile of money. Yeah. And he's, like, filling up a bag of money. He's, like, yeah, yeah. So, I guess he was just keeping it there, and he forgot to collect it when they bailed the first time. Sure. And then, so he does it, and then he's running out towards the doorway. His bag is a lot smaller than what the amount of money suggested. So, like, I don't know if he just grabbed, like, a few bills. Grabbed the wrong bag. He grabbed the wrong bag. He's, like, ah, shit. (laughs) Oops. Oopsies. But, like, he gets to the door, and Yufei's gone. And he's like, what? Where did this man I stabbed with a knife go? And then he's, like, walking around, like, trying to find out where Yufei went. And he, like, enters the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Yufei kind of drops from the ceiling. Like, I think there's, like, stair banisters behind him. And he, like, he drops from there, like, Spider-Man or something, or Batman (laughs) would. And then they start grappling. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of grappling in these finale scenes. It's a lot of grappling. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, the money goes flying away. Sure. As they grapple. I guess there's only one gun. There is only one gun. (laughs) And now we're back at the harbor. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, Lee has found the drugs on the boat. Uh Uh-huh. But from behind, bicycle girl. Bicycle girl. She has a rope. She attacks him with a garroting-type attack. Nice. So, like, she brings to the scene so much more expertise. (laughs) She has the range to fight. (laughs) And ride a bicycle. And ride a bicycle. And wear eyeliner. And wear eyeliner. Get your girl who can do all three. Mm-hmm. So there she is. She's got the rope garot. We're back in the kitchen now. So Neng and Uncle are just kind of like throwing things at each other and like biting each other. Sure. So Okay. So some real UST going on there. <laughs> um, yeah. Now we're back in the logistics center. Um, her hits um, Yufei with a bottle and then Yufei bites his ear. So maybe some UST there? <laughs> Why is there so much biting? <laughs> there is a lot of biting in this scene. Maybe they didn't eat their crayfish Maybe and they got hungry. They're very hungry for ears. Uncle was cooking. 
And they didn't get a chance to eat. It's true. Now we're back at the harbor again. Okay. So Lee is fighting martial arts. Her name is now martial arts lady. But they're cool. fighting like martial arts style. Like, you know, like actual exchanges of blows and like blocks. Nice. And he like, he grabs her jacket and sort of like, she does the thing where she slips out and like flips away. Yeah. And then he's just, like, ah, put your clothes back on. Because <laughs> she's just wearing a crop top and she's like, I'm not going to address your weird hangups. Because <laughs> I'm, cl- we're trying to fight. Yeah. I was like, you just took a raincoat off me. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, like, he's just like, ah, ah, put them back on. And she just, like, martial arts the fuck out of him. Nice. She's like, nah, kick you. Take advantage of his flustered state. Mm, he's a baby. He's like, oh, no, a stomach and shoulders. <laughs> this is scandalous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we're back in the kitchen, and they're wrestling now. And then they're wrestling by the stove, and they turn the stove on. Oh, no. And so, like, Nang's back is being burnt because he's being pushed against the stove, and oh, it's, no. like, a gas one. Jeez. So it's, like, big old flames coming up. Of course. It's more dramatic. It's more dramatic. But then they roll over and he like puts uncle's face around the flames. Oh no. And I'm just like, ouchies. Don't burn his face. He already got souped. He he got souped. Now he gets like some charring. And I guess they broke up. Um, I suppose so. You can't really come back from putting Mm. putting your husband's face in the fire. No, it's kind of like a breaking point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we're back in the logistics company. Right. Sorry, there's three simultaneous fight scenes there going sure on. There sure are. This yeah. is a fight montage. It is a fight montage. So, like, um, Huga and Yufei are grappling, and, like, Yufei has Huga by the neck. And, like, remember, Huga is, like, a really tiny uh-huh. and really cute. And so it's, like, the thing where it's, like, he's just holding him out of reach as the other guy flails. He's like, I have the superior range there's now. There's a range. Excellent. Ho, ho, ho. But then, like, um, Hoga just, like, grabs his sleeve and yanks. Yeah. Like, this whole time, the knife's still been in his shoulder. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, like, you face is like, ouchies. <laughs> and now we're back in the harbor. Yes. So, like, Lee and our beautiful martial arts bike lady with eyeliner. Uh-huh. They're, they're fighting. She's winning. I love her. That's all I can say for this scene. Yeah. In the restaurant, Nang gets cut. Uncle throws some crayfish at him. <laughs> uh, and then he comes at him with the knife again. But they get super close and, like... Basically, Nang's hugging him now, so, like, his arm's, like, stuck standing upwards. Right. And then, like, yeah, they're just, like, real close. And they're hugging, and, like, face-to-face, cheek-to-cheek. Sasha, they'd broken up. I'm sorry. The tension's still there. Sasha, there was fire. Yeah. But they're basically hugging, and they're just yelling. And, like, so Nang's just like, you son of a bitch! You vicious bastard! Every time I give you two extra crayfish, did you know that?! And, like, his emotions are really, like, palpable. And then the uncle's like, I never underpaid you! Every time I pay you extra! And then, like, Nang high kicks to the side and grabs a frying pan, and then he smacks uncle in the head. And now we're back at the logistics company. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, they're grappling again. Um, And, like, Yufei sort of, like, they're grappling with the gun, and, like, it fires a bunch of bullets. And then he flings Hoga into the bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. Now they're on the ground fighting. Um, Yufei bites his leg and Hoga's is like, what the fuck? Ow! Holy crap! Why are you doing this? And then he like rips off the toilet seat lid and beats him. Um, Why y- not? Yufei beats um, Hoga. Right. And then we're back in the restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh, Neng knocks out the uncle using two fry pans. Like he does the thing where he holds in both hands and like claps in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I never told you, did I? I'm a cop. And so, like, this raises questions for me. This whole fight scene, did Uncle Nine just not realize he was a cop? What did he think was happening? Yeah, was he like, oh, I go upstairs and, like, my husband, Chef, is looking at a book in my room. Now I'll murder him? Oh, I didn't realize he was a cop. (laughs) 
I didn't think this was a sting. I just kind of casually murder people if I think they get slightly too close to my secrets. I mean, the mafia. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but also, like, your chef. Yeah. And your husband. Yeah. yeah. So I was just kind of like, wait, so, like, Uncle Nine didn't realize he was a cop or that this was a spying operation at all? He was just kind of like, hmm, mildly <laughs> suspicious. Guess I'll go Time the full Time to town. kill. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, it's forbidden love. It is. Romeo and Juliet. It really is. <laughs> okay, so now we're back at the harbor. Uh-huh. Um, Lee and Bicycle Lady, they're grappling on the ground, and it's kind of like one of those wrestling moves where, like, so he has her arm, like, between his legs coming up towards his chest while both his legs, like, brace over her neck and then over her torso. Right. Like, you know the one. He's, like, he's grabbed her arm and he's pulled it towards himself. Sure, yeah. And his legs sort of, like, go over her body. Yeah. Because I guess they didn't want to show, like, a lady actually doing super-duper fighting. Like... <laughs> They didn't want the grappling dirty. Right. And so, yeah, they're like in that position. And then a bunch of police come. Ah. So it's like, um, Miss Hua has come. She has the backup. And they like, they go and they erase, erase? They go and they arrest. <laughs> they erase their memories. <laughs> they erase their memories. It's the men in black. <laughs> yep. So they ar- arrest um, Bicycle Lady. Yep. And then that's a wrap on her. She never spoke once. Oh. Oh, she was just there and fought good, I guess. Yeah, she never had a single line. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just kind of like, Jesus, we've had two ladies with speaking lines in this show. And one of them was just to ask for more crayfish. Well, <laughs> Yep. And then uh, Lee and Hua, like, brofist. Nice. Because they're teammates. They are. They're family. Yeah. And then now we're back at the logistics company. Uh-huh. Um, Hoga is, like, just handcuffed, like, through the toilet seat, sitting in the bathtub. Sure. And now we're back in the restaurant. What do you know? A taxi's just pulled up in front. <gasps> it's the general. He gets out. He has a suitcase. He has an umbrella. Aha. Uh-huh. He enters the restaurant. He's like, hmm. Oh, what's happening here? <laughs> and then it's like, Uncle staggers out of the kitchen with Nang behind him. He's, like, looking real nasty. Like, his face is all burnt and has seaweed on it. And he looks very disheveled. And he probably has, like, a like concussion. he's just been in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he tells the general, he's like, oh, Plan CC was exposed. And the general's like, you betray me? And then he just shoots him immediately. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, so that's a wrap on Uncle Nine. Radio. Yeah, so he shoots Uncle Nine, and Ning's just like, oh, what the fuck? And, like, ducks behind the counter, and then the general has him cornered. He's, like, pointing a gun at him. Mm-hmm. Before he can shoot, Yufei is there. Uh-huh. He's taken the knife out of his shoulder and thrown it at the general. Oh, God. And the general's like, well, what the fuck, man? And then, so the general shoots at Yufei, and Nang is now a hostage. Right. So, like, he has Nang, and he, there's a whole, like, exchange where it's like, put the gun down, because Yufei has the gun now. Yeah. He's like, put the gun down. Uh, and Yufei's like, no. And, like, Nang's just like, sacrifice me. It doesn't matter. And then Nang gets shot. Oh, no. But, like, only in, like, his torso, I think. Yeah. And then Nang's just like, ouch. Uh. And then he's got the gun to his head, and like Yufei's like, okay, I put down my gun, I'm kneeling. Yeah. And then Nang is like, no, there's only one bullet left in his gun. Let him kill me, and I can retire in glory. And uh. then Yufei's <laughs> like, uh, let's not. And he starts sprinting at them. Yeah. And so the general's like, whoa, fuck. And like shoots Yufei, and Yufei like goes flying backwards and then is rolling on the ground, like, ah! And then the general throws aside his gun, mm-hmm. and like, and then he picks up Yufei's gun. Yeah. And he holds it to his head. Ah. Uh. And then he, he pulls the trigger. <gasps> But it's empty because they fired it a lot in the fight with Hyoge. I suppose they did. Mm. And then so the general's like, oh, shit, and starts to sprint. Yeah. But Nang and Yufei, like, grab his ankles and he trips and he's falling and he's halfway out the entrance. And then Yufei stands up and he, like, shoulder barges the doorway. 
And the roller door comes crashing down. Nice. A double Chekhov's roller door. A double Chekhov's roller door. Excellent. And so, like, it slams into the general's back. And the general's like, I die. <laughs> Rip me. And then, so, they're all just, like, laying on the ground. And then Yufei starts, like, crawling towards, like, Nang. And he's like, are you alive? And they're holding hands. I'm okay. I was wearing a bulletproof vest. I forgot to tell you the gun was empty. <laughs> and they're just like, Aah! And then they're crying, and then they hug, and then they both, like, reel back screaming because they have back wounds. <laughs> and then there are sirens, and the police are here. Hooray. Oh, comes with the police. And, like, the police just kind of, like, run in, and it's like a SWAT team. And they just kind of, like, jump over both of their bodies <laughs> and go further into the restaurant. I'm like, where are you guys going? <laughs> Everyone's here in the entrance. Make sure there's no more gangsters, I guess. I guess. Yeah, and then so they arrest um the general. Yeah. And then they've got Nang lying on a roller and they're like Is the re- general not dead? The general's not dead. Okay. He did not get like okay. bisected. It's a figure of speech. He's just like he just kind of just like gave up on life. Right. He's just kind of, I'm just gonna lie here and okay. be sad. <laughs> yeah. And then so like they're wheeling um Nang into an ambo and like Yufei is just like saying everything that Nang's apparently saying to him. He's like, Oh yes, please put the stuff in the freezer. Oh, we have to collect all the customer tabs and like the delivery guy's coming tomorrow, so make sure to pay him, otherwise he won't supply us. Uh oh, this is your responsibility as the owner's wife. Ah, uh, but we have to like pay back Lee. Oh, but we'll have to sell the place because I don't think we can run the restaurant. <laughs> and then Nang is just like, Please just let me retire. <laughs> please. <laughs> And that's the end of the movie. With only a moderately huge body count. <laughs> only a moderately huge and That's not at all what I expected. That's not what you expected from Lobster Cop? No. Well, look, your other, the other movies you tend to watch are things like, you know, Octo Shark, and it's an octopus and also a shark. I mean, I... I you know? Mm. So uh, you said Lobster Cop and I made certain assumptions that, that turned like out to be problem. false. <laughs> Mm. And I do still want to see Robocop Lobster Cop. Nice. <laughs> which I described at the beginning. That would be pretty amazing. It'd be pretty fucking good. Yeah. I feel like the family dynamics would be superior than what we just had. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed like a, a, a strangely hate filled family. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. Like, maybe between like Lee and Ha. Yeah. I got like sibling vibes. Totally. But yeah. So I don't know. Like, overall, this movie, it's probably about like. Four lobsters out of crayfish? <laughs> Sasha, that makes no sense. I think it makes sense. What's your What's your media recommendation for this episode? Okay, my media recommendation, it's um a true crime TV show. Uh-huh. I've only watched the first season and a half. Sure. Um, and it's called Cardinal. Mm-hmm. So Cardinal? Cardinal, like the bird. Right. Or the um, religious figure. Yes. And yeah, so it's a Canadian true crime show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just generally quite good. Uh... It's kind of about, it follows the story of a police officer who's been let go of the force because he was getting obsessed with a case mm-hmm. about missing girls. And then it's like a few years later and they find the body of one of the girls. Right. And he's kind of like, his thing was like, actually a lot of like, I think it was indigenous girls are going missing. Right. And you know, there's the whole thing where it's like, people of color are like underreported and people don't actually care about them going missing. Yeah. And, like, so there's, like, this serial killer in town that was targeting young women. Yeah. And, yeah, he gets put back on the case. It's quite good. But, no, that's my media rec. If it's, like, you want more of, like, a gritty true crime. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, so I guess that's a wrap on Lobster Cop. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or if you just want to chat to us, hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Fort. 
or email us at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries, whose other work we will link in the show notes. Tune in next week for more nonsense.